Hey everybody, welcome back to The Collective. We have another fantastic show for you planned out today. I know you love it. I, I mm -hmm. love this too. It's all about bringing people together. See, it has it's, layers. It's grounding, grounding us as a group. 100%. Um, and while I ground everybody as a group, I want everybody else, hit the like button, subscribe to the uh, channel, obviously, hit the notification bell, uh, do all that stuff so you get your email first thing in the morning whenever we go live, which is, of course, every day. Now, we had, uh, we had Dutch... Moyer coming on today. He's having some technical issues, so he wasn't able to join us. We're going to get him on again shortly. Um, but, I mean, also, Seb, thanks for jumping on, Seb, and it's not even a Monday. <laughs> it's fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I Anytime. got no life. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get our fill of Seb <laughs> for over the next four days. That's true. Oh, yeah? Be Lucky yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Then, uh, that's then I'm right. at Scottsdale. <laughs> oh, look at you go. Metallica, you are, baby. Metallica. You are so, <laughs> the man. Two days 100%. of Metallica. Friday Unbelievable. <laughs> um, now, the, the topic for today is going to be time, 24 hours, the, uh, the clock, the ever-encroaching thing that never stops, I guess. That's all the way I was going to put it. But um, I have a just kind of a general definition i guess not really definition of but like where time kind of first came from and uh and then we can discuss how we all have the same 24 hours and we all get different stuff done so um here we go apparently the reason that there are 24 hours in a day and 60 minutes an hour is because of the way the egyptians and the babylonians divided up the day and they used a base 12 base 60 system respectively in order to make it easier to count on your fingers and they use that through all sorts of different things like measuring shadows and and how they all put it all together and stuff like that but uh basically what we're talking about is how fast we spin around the sun and how fast the planet spins on its axis that's really the, about it in terms of what time is measured in but we all have the same give or take 24 hours in a day so what are your initial thoughts on time seb i'm going to come to you first and how you look at time bergson described it best by saying it's a very useful oversimplification when he describes time in relation to you know the, the position of the stars and how we've divided time so i have a love and a love and hate relationship with time <laughs> um just on account of you know sometimes it feels like we don't have enough of it uh, but if i look if I, if I conduct a deep introspection, I will often find that I didn't use or maximize or optimize the time as I should to accomplish certain things. So it also, because it's finite, it also lights up and should light up some sort of <coughs> fire under us to make things happen quicker and, 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 and get, to, get to them um, you know, expeditedly, so to speak. Yeah, that makes sense. Sean, what do you think? I'm going to cheat. I'm going <laughs> to cheat. I rarely refer to notes, but I'm referring to my notes of about 20 minutes ago. Actually, 22 minutes ago when I posted Ooh. this up to Instagram. <clears throat> Time. It's not 20, it's 22. Two minutes count. And so um, here we go. Today's discussion over on The Collective is about 24 hours of time or about time. And then I just simply quoted something from uh, one of the Matrix movies. It's a classic scene with a Merovingian. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Merovingian. Something to Neo. Something to eat. 
drink. Of course, these things are contrivances, like so much here, for the sake of appearance. Neo, no thank you. Merovingian, yes, of course. Who has time? Who has time? But then if we never take time, how can we have time? One of my favorite quotes from that movie series. There's several, but that one's a classic. It's a classic for many reasons because each character is playing a specific role. And within that role, each character is making a point. And depending on how much you study that moment in the movie or study the moment in your life is now a, a, a new dawning of what is time worth to you. If you don't take the time, you, if you don't value time, time isn't a construct. Just like the watch on my wrist, it's a bauble unless I pay attention to it. It's, it's a frivolous piece of metal unless I'm tracking it. If I'm not looking at my watch, why am I wearing it other than to impress others? Well, if I'm trying to impress myself nowadays, I keep a constant eye on this watch. I keep a constant eye on time. When I was a young man, time didn't exist. It was just me doing me the best that I could. But now that I'm this age, time has such great importance. I can't get back the time that I've lost. All I can do is use the time that I've got wisely. Mm, that is quite the statement. And there is a, um, there's a lot to unpack in that, I think, that is, is really crucial in the fact that just the one statement that we never have time unless we take time. And I think that is one of the few things, and I'm sure you guys have heard this, I've heard this many times, I've said it many times, I don't have the time. But do you? <laughs> do you actually not have the time? One of the things that, I, that really clicked in my head in terms of this subject was over uh, lockdowns during pandemic and everyone was saying, oh, I never had the time to work out or I never had the time to do this or eat healthy or whatever, so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden, everybody had the time. Everybody had the time. And you got to see the difference between having the time versus having the desire or the will to actually do the work. Um, any thoughts on that, Seb? I see you nodding like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we make... If we make an analogy, well, I mean, with jiu-jitsu, uh, just because it bears on this conversation, but when people ask me, how many times a week should I be training when they start and they've never done jiu-jitsu before, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you to train three or four times a week. What you do is go train once a week, and once you love it, you watch time appear, you know, because now you're reprioritizing re your, 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 essentially your priorities. And so it's, it's really, it's, yes, time is constricted, but we're wasting a whole bunch of times in a whole bunch of different areas. And once something becomes truly that important to you, you reprioritize it. And then you see all this time, you can do it at four o'clock in the morning and do it at five o'clock in the morning You can do it at nine o'clock at night. It really doesn't matter. But I remember a time when I first started tied up the white belt around my waist, I was training one time a week on account of time. And yet as a brown belt, I was training twice a day, seven days a week. And I was as busy as I ever was. How did that happen? You know, I made a decision. Mm. I was going to take the time. I like that. Sean? 
thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, time kind of folds back into, not time folds, but it folds back into our conversation of yesterday where we were talking about uh, grit. And uh, the, in my opinion, grit is a good combination of perseverance and passion. So you've got to be passionate about what you're doing. You've got to have the perseverance or the consistency over a long period of time to understand what grit is. So if you're on the BJJ mats uh, one night a week for a year, you're not gritty yet. You, you don't understand grit. But if you dial that uh, intensity up so you're on the mats more frequently in that first year, now you're on the mats five days a week, we'll call it. Now you're getting a bit closer to grit because now you're persevering some more. And through that perseverance, you're starting to uh, better understand how passionate you are about the mats. It's easy to be passionate about the mats when you're dabbling. And I'm not saying one night a week is dabbling. I'm just saying in context of five nights a week. And so five nights a week is a whole different game. And if you're doing five nights a week, you've probably got some passion for the sport because it's a hard sport. And some mornings when you wake up, you don't want to go there that night because you're a bit sore. But the passion will push you through and help you persevere throughout that year. So at the end of the year, what do we have? We have someone who's done about 250 sessions in a year versus someone who's done about 50 sessions in a year. We don't have to talk about the order of magnitude difference. What we do have to talk about is how someone used their time more wisely in a subject that both parties identified as, that's my jam. 50 versus 200. And the person who did 50 sessions on the mats in a year, it could still be their jam and they could still feel that they're really in the game. But I think that you don't understand the game of time until you start condensing the day, until you start taking the day and filling it with a lot of things or filling the week with a lot of BJJ. I've never done a 24-hour solo BJJ world championship, but I would. And, and I know I wouldn't win, but man... Can you imagine what your perspective would be of time after 24 hours of nonstop rolling? It, that's, that's what time is to me, is contextual against my experience of the world. Not the person who's on the, on the mats one night a week or five nights a week. It's my context. I can look at the people around me and, and, and sort of categorize myself as, man, I can't believe that's possible. 27 times per week on the mats and I'm only doing it once a week what how's that even possible if someone else can do it I can do it and then I start pursuing it that's how I get context on my surroundings but how I get context on myself is to reflect back on hey remember when I was only doing one a week now I'm doing seven a week wow that was a different Sean this is a different game this is a different passion and so I think time can be connected to your passion, as it were, because if you can understand your passion, you're more likely to start folding more of that passion into your day. You're going to start understanding that you can fill your day with more than you thought you could beforehand. Uh, so maybe we can work with that for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I like that. Does that be any yeah I, I love that because um you know the perspective that's gained and, and again we we speak about this all the time with perspective and how important it is to have been somewhere to understand what you are capable of and to understand that the limitations that you once 
once upon a time placed upon yourself were frivolous and you're continuing to do the same and they probably still are. And so for me, what I like to do in any context is to spend a great deal of time doing something that you're not supposed to do for that long just to see what it feels like. You know, I did muscle-ups for 10 hours, right? A thousand muscle-ups for time. What was the point of that? Absolutely nothing other than to test my grit, right? What is the point of, of, of running a Murph with, with friggin' 120-pound vest? Nothing other than to test my grit and see, you know, have a perspective after that that can draw upon. And so it's good for time, but it applies for absolutely everything. How difficult was the endeavor that you took on? So, for example, to Sean's example, uh, with respect to uh, BJJ, what's you're a blue belt, for example. What is the, the the harm in setting up a day where you're doing six sessions, or setting up a day where you're doing you're rolling for four hours, you know, just or setting up a day where your rounds are now 15 minutes instead of three, four, or five, you know. And then it gives you it because what happens inherently is I'll tell you what happens. Nothing. It doesn't change. Right. Like, and it's funny because you think if you if you, if you <laughs> yeah, exactly. The time changes per se. But 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 how you feel is, is no different. And I remember when I did my my th my uh, thousand muscle ups, you know, the, the, the hardest were the first hundred. After that, it didn't matter if you showed up and said, you're going to do 5,000 more. Like, I was good to go. It didn't matter. You know, it stopped, it stopped counting. It stopped mattering. It, it's just, it's, there's an unbelievable shift that occurs when you push through something like this. So um, I really <coughs> like that. If you are somebody that, that, you know, spends time, sometimes frivolously or whatever, try that as a concept. Let's, let's, let's try not to spend it frivolously. Let's try to invest it in some of the things that you have as priorities in your life and do it more and see what happens to you. You'll get a return on investment. It will tell you something about yourself and tell you something about the way you want to be living your life and you might be recalibrating in that, in that moment. I like that a lot. Sean, you got a thought? I yeah, I do. Uh, and it's a thought that I've never really considered before until Seb just uh, dropped that. And it was in respect to his, you know, the first 100 muscle ups, you know, it feels like a lot. And then you settle in. Well, that's like 24 hour solo mountain bike racing. And, uh, I, and I've done 30 24 hour solo mountain bike race for anyone who's uh, checking this out. And uh, this morning in along with the verbiage that I put in respect to the Merovingian, you know, how can you ever have time if you don't take the time? How can you respect time if you don't understand how to respect time? How can you value time if you're not actually valuing the now? These kind of thoughts, they're super important, but let's not get it twisted. You can be a time genius, and there's still some things that kind of play out naturally. And so here's what I'm talking about. Uh, I attached to the verbiage this morning um, a 10-image movie reel, three seconds each. And uh, please pay attention to those photos because there's a bonus shot in there of a blue steel moment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so um, if you take a look at those, that 24 hours of mountain bike racing at a world championship, it's a busy time. There's a lot going on. Every second you're racing. And within the beat between each second you're thinking about all of the things that you've got to do that next second you're in the now it's a busy time but for me and for any athlete that i ever coached that i talked to about this phenomenon the first hour is the busiest because you're settling in 
you know your strategy, you know your tactics, you know all of the thing. You, you can be large and in charge, all of that good stuff. But the first hour is busy. There's a lot going on. And for me, even though I'm very familiar with that arena, I still find myself absorbing maximum bandwidth to understand what's going on around me in that first phase of the race. I'm trying to understand who's who in the zoo, who am I targeting, who am I going to smash, who am I going to psychologically disrupt, blah, 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 all of the things. So my first hour is busy. Even if I told myself, Sean, just settle down. You're only a minute in. Just settle down. Namaste. That doesn't work for me. The first hour, I'm at war with the early dropouts that I have to smash. And then I can settle into my game. Then I've got another 23 hours of racing where I can sort of chillax, cruise, be tactical and strategic, keep churning away, keep smashing. And then at the end, I know what I'm going to do based on my tactics and strategy to seal that deal. And that's how I ended up getting my world championship in those photos in 2009 that I put up this morning. And so time is not, it, it, though time is linear and time is predictable, when you're in the moment, it's not controllable and it isn't exactly scalable. And so you can have all the plans in the world, in the now, as you're moving forward on that linear trajectory, you can think all kinds of things. And that little blip that occurs one second in front of you can turn that tiny little molehill into a mountain that you didn't expect comes right out of the blue. And then time shifts again. Time speeds up or time slows down. Time is linear on the watch. Time is not linear in our heads. So if you've ever been in the circumstances where you're under a lot of adversity or you're facing a lot of pressure or things are going a bit sideways, if you're really comfortable in those chaos moments, for me, time slows down. The term is time dilation. You can find it on the Googs. But um, for some people, it speeds up where they're in the moment and things have gone sideways and everything gets blurry and scary and they can't understand what's happening. It's, it's chaos. It's the definition of chaos. But for me, the definition of chaos is, yes, now I can relax because I have an advantage now through my time dilation, through my understanding of what's going on. I can look around me in slow motion and think, oh, that guy's going to have a problem. Oh. And so time is for us to control. The watch will never change, but we can change how we observe the watch. And that's the end of the show, everybody. Thanks so much, Josh. <laughs> and we're done. You're okay. All right. Well, uh, look, I know you had a few grow. things to do, Seb, so uh, I'll yeah. talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> um, that is, you just wow. you hit on basically every point that I wanted to bring up. Um, and it actually, go, I'm going to go back to jiu-jitsu with this one, but in, in terms of what you were just talking about, in terms of the ex you, experience allows you to experience that time dilation right? If you have no experience, then you don't get to experience that dilation. It, everything becomes shorter. And I was just imagining this um, happened or not imagining, I'm just remembering this time on the mats where I had a white belt and I was going really slow, right? And I was like, you know, moving from one position into the next and I'm taking my time and I'm being methodical about it. At the end of the roll, they were like, man, you were just so fast. 
I couldn't stop anything. It was just all of a sudden this would, and then this would happen, and then this, and that's experience, right? That is the, the, the ability to take that time and utilize it well, at least in my mind. What do you think, Seb? Well, I mean, there's, a, there's an added factor there, which is stress, right? Mm. And stress distorts time. So if the person is a brand new white belt and they're a full-out survival mode, time is going to be <laughs> a very strange concept. Uh, but that's good because th that's the rite of passage to be to be where they want to be eventually, right? And and mm -hmm. I think that's 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 a that's a plus. It will teach them. It will teach them. That'll give them the perspective that we we're talking about earlier, for them to to have the ability to look back and how they reacted to certain things or how stressed out they were in certain situation and how they are now. So keeping them moving forward, understanding that that white belt evolution occurs at brown, purple, black. It doesn't matter, right? Um, I really like the concept that Sean was talking about, and I kind of wrote this little thing down. Basically, mm, so time is the constant, but our navigating time is abstract. I love that, absolutely, because it is, it is exactly what it is. And I think that's where the conversation goes wrong at time when we speak about time. We're, we're talking about, you know, surface level, the position of the stars in relation to, you know, and, 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 and it becomes this thing that, is inevitable that we have no control over but again it's an external factor that's just one piece of the equation the rest of the, the 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 rest of the things that need to be factored in are comprised of you essentially and so and we tend to do that with 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 a lot of things we tend to you know put a lot of value in external things and 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 be less introspective and less focused on making us work around those parameters which are our constant whether it's time or anything else mm -hmm. I like that. Sean, you got anything to add? Yeah, the, <clears throat> to, to develop experience with time, I think what you've got to do is go out and make the time to study time. And uh, that requires more than a five-minute event. It requires more than a two-hour event. It requires enough time of being uncomfortable in the moment that time seems to be dragging a bit. I can assure you when you're out there on a 24-hour solo mountain bike uh, course, depending on how heinous the course is or how heinous the uh, environmental conditions are. Um, the course that I was racing in 2009, we started the race off at 36 degrees Celsius, and I covered uh, 30,000 feet vertical gain in that race and a boatload of kilometers and some hard, hard racing. So it doesn't matter how good to go you are as a racer. You can have all the tips and tricks and time-folding routines that you've got. But at some point in that 24-hour day, and a 24-hour day is different than a normal day. A 24-hour day is like three days folded into one, believe me, <laughs> when you're very busy. And so um, the difference about a 24-hour day, even as a pro racer, there's going to be times out there where time feels like it's dragging. Because your arse is sore, your legs are sore, your head is sore. You've probably crashed a couple of times. You're tired of looking at your arm bleeding and not congealing. You're wondering how come you're so dehydrated. You're, you need some calories, all of the things. Once you start letting those invasive thoughts creep into your head that start uh, mentally corroding the mission set, that's when time starts adjusting. That's when you start kind of internally whining about, <laughs> oh man, that minute felt like 10 minutes. I just wish my arm wasn't so sore or whatever the case is that gets into our heads and time is under our control depending on how 
we manage the invasive thoughts in our heads. Who here hasn't sat in some spot wherever in the world and thought, ah, oh, when's the truck going to get here? God, it's taken forever for the truck to get here. Well, the truck was supposed to be there a minute ago. And in the last 60 seconds of it being late, now it feels like it's half a day. If you're in the middle of the freaking desert and you're baking hot and you ran out of water two hours ago and etc. So time is contextual based on how we manage our emotions, how we manage our mind, how we base it on our experiences, how comfortable we are with manipulating time. You can't manipulate time if you're a victim to time. You've got to start taking time by the throat, freaking choke it out, swing it around the room through a few times and throw it against the wall. Control time. Don't let time control you. And I know that sounds super strange to think control time. If you're not controlling time, you're a victim to life. Life is just kind of unfolding and it might feel a little like it's out of control. Time is linear, but you can shape your time. And once you start shaping your time, now you're controlling time. And you can slow time down in the moment that you're waiting for that truck pickup, or you can speed time up if you're waiting for that truck to pick up. It all depends on whether you want to get your Zen warrior monk on in the moment, or you want to get your twitchy, freaky, I'm annoyed moment on. They're two different mindsets, they're two different people, and they are probably two different experience sets. Yeah, 100%. And uh, again, another mic drop from Sean, but uh, have you got anything to add? Or I yeah. got a couple comments on a point, but if you want to jump on, let's do it. Yeah, just, just quickly. So f for me, and just to, to Sean's point, um, have you ever noticed that if you were set to drive for four hours, it takes longer than if you were set to drive for 12 hours? And so you drive for 12 hours, you get to destination, you're like, I don't believe I can't believe how fast this went. You have a four hour drive and it drags on forever. Times the time hasn't changed. You have changed. Mm -hmm. You have changed your mentality. You've allowed yourself to be anticip anticipatorily rewarded with the destination. Oh, yeah. But when it's 12 hours away, it's so far away that you focus on the step ahead of you. And what happens? You use the time e efficiently and effectively and you you know, you do the things that you need to do. And next thing you know, you're there. It's kind of the same concept. You know, that person that's that's waiting there, if, if you are waiting and you have other things to do, like wrapping up a bill or sending a quick email or whatever the case may be, are you maximizing your time? Are you optimizing it? Or every time that somebody puts you on hold, you stop moving forward? Because if that's the case, how much time are you wasting daily, weekly, monthly? Mm -hmm. Little game for you guys. Little game. But I'm, you're going to have to trust me on this one. Please close your eyes. Guess how long we've been talking. 17 26 minutes. minutes, 35 seconds. Well, Chance was looking, Seb was not, neither was I. You can open your eyes now. It's been 27 minutes. And that's what happens with time, man. If you're, if you're in the now, if you're just active in the present, if, you're, like, if you can disappear in the moment and just exist and be cool for a bit, well, that time disappears mm -hmm. if you're with the right people, talking about the right things, in the zone, enjoying the moment, living a good life, yada, yada, yada. Time disappears. If you're driving by yourself and you know it's a drudgery drive of 12 hours, 
you can either put your hands on the steering wheel, stare out into that windscreen with no music, no nothing, no thoughts in your head, and you can kind of disappear in the moment and 12 hours are gone. Or you can do the exact same thing, stare at that winds windscreen and bitterly think, God, this is taking forever. Or you can turn on some tunes or you can have a partner. You can even have a buddy in the, in the passenger seat. And all of a sudden, that buddy chatter, you're like, what the heck? We got here too soon. We're still, we still got a few hours of chatting, but we're already here. All right, we'll do it another time. Time is under our control. And you can't understand time until you start manipulating time. And it's for us to manipulate it. Don't be manipulated by it. You manipulate it. So if you've got that drudgery drive and you've got a good buddy that you can say, hey, man, you want to go for a drive? I'll pay for gas. I'll buy you a milkshake. Bam, time just disappeared. Because now you're hanging out with a buddy. You don't even know what you talk about at the end of the drive, but you're both smarter for it. You're both more experienced for it. You're both wiser from the time moment. But if you do it without thought, if you do it without intention, if you do it without the goal to shape your time, then it, you know, time is lost. But it's not lost on this thing. It's, I don't think it's ever really lost per se i think that that is a um oh i don't know i know people who like who are lost can, in time you can lose yourself in time not saying that you can't i'm just saying that uh that time still has a cost let me put it that way and so let me rephrase then that the time is not free mm -hmm. it may get lost that. but it is not free 100%. so it you know you have a hundred dollars in your pocket and it just drops out that's gone like okay you don't get to have that back. It's just gone. And uh, it reminded me, I drove from... Oh, hang Edmonton. on a sec. Okay. It, sorry. You know what's even worse about losing 100 bucks? You didn't lose 100 bucks, just 100 bucks. Do you know what else mm. you lost? Well, time to get it. Time to put it in your pocket. Time to oh, earn it. Time to earn you, it, yeah, all that you, stuff. You lost 100 bucks in a second, but you lost two hours of your life, in a mm. sense, if you follow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful concept to play with in terms of like time and money. And so uh, I'll forego the story because I wanted to hit on this point real quick. And then I got some comments as well. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen the commercials, all the infomercials for all the, diff the different exercise equipment of just like 15 minutes a day can change your life. And you can just do 20 minutes a day on this and you'll have rock hard abs, et cetera, et cetera. They're not entirely wrong. I mean, they're wrong. Right, like 15 minutes a day on one thing is not going to turn you into uh, a fitness guru. But going from absolutely... <laughs> oh, I don't know about that because there's a pile of people out there who think that that's true. <laughs> well, and they're so acting like gurus, so there's that. The thing, 15 minutes a day from zero exercise to 15 minutes a day will change your life. And that will completely re... re uh, invigorate your sense of time it'll reinvigorate your sense of how, who you are what you are capable of all these things and i think there's similar to when we were talking about grit was the fact that hey you know you've done one thing 20 years ago that doesn't mean you've maintained that grit throughout and it doesn't mean uh if you know you use your time wisely for a certain amount a period of your life and then you don't afterwards it doesn't mean you're just good with time and it's a continual process what do you guys think on that Seb? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, here's here's the way I look at time now. And perhaps you can credit this to me being older and, and, and because it seems to be that 
as soon as you pass a certain age, you start realizing how important it is. And we've had this conversation over and over again. But here's how I look at it now. If I was to take an hour of, of my life that I will never get back, what do I want it to mean? And so it's easy to say, well, I'm going to exchange an hour of my life for $55, for example, because you have to go to work. And I'm not knocking having to go to work for an hourly wage because we don't have a choice. That's the matrix that we live in. Um, you know, and yes, sorry, you do have a choice, but most people will, will remain in that, including myself, because there was bigger things at play. So it wasn't just about the money. There was other things at play. So those have to be considered. But, um, you know, I look at it. Somebody gave me $75, I gave them an hour of my life. I'll never see that hour of my life back. So if I said to you, we're going to take this hour of your life and put it at the end of your life when you're on your deathbed and you have your kids around you, how much was that hour worth? Mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure I've, you know, I've made that analogy on the show before, but I pretty much forget my own name. So, <laughs> so I'm repeating it. But, uh, but, but once you start looking at time that way, if this was the last hour of your life, what would you be doing with it? And you and I'm not suggesting that you necessarily need to you know go the complete opposite direction, but it gives you some perspective that you can draw upon to use your time better, and to and to and to learn to manipulate it better. Yeah, 100 percent, Sean. Well, I 100% agree, and uh, maybe I agreed with you last time you said that, Seth, but I also forget. <laughs> the benefit of a daily show, right? It just, we just keep talking about... But you know what's really things. interesting about that? And we've never talked about it before. We've, we, I've never brought it up before because we're, we're kind of joking around uh, to some degree. But uh, the beautiful part is if you're running your life well and you value people's time and you're engaged in the moment, I don't, I don't care what I, whether you've said that before or not, buddy. Because mm -hmm. when you said it then, it was legit. When you just said it now... It was legit. When you say it in the future and we've both forgotten, it's still legit. <laughs> and, and I think that's the really important aspect of how a person runs their life, how they run their program. If you're putting good out into the world, then your time is valuable. Yeah. And look at what we're doing right now, the three of us podcasting. Do you know how much money I'm making right now? I'm losing money as I do this every minute. <laughs> and so, <laughs> right? We all are. And so the money that we're losing right now is worth it to me because what we're putting out is valuable for others. And so that's another way to view time. As Seb said, if he's giving someone an hour of his time uh, as a transfer of energy, that can be in the form of money or it could be in the form of a reciprocal time favor or whatever the case is. But I don't run my life like that anymore. Uh, at 60, as, as Seb said, as you get older, time becomes not only more valuable, but your relationship with value changes, your relationship with time changes. And so I, I don't, I want for nothing now. I, I don't, I don't need the money. What I do need is time, but I can't get any time back. So the time that I have left is invaluable to me. And I will not give up an hour of my time to someone who doesn't respect my time, doesn't value my time, isn't interested in my time. Why would I do that? Because again, my time now is invaluable versus even just 10 years ago when I was 50. When I was 50, I had a so-so attitude towards time and value. But now I am carved in stone 
my time is worth more more than any money in the world to some degree. Uh, so I think that your relationship with time in your early phases of your life will be different than your later phases in life. But don't get it twisted. Even if you're a young buck right now and you're looking at time and thinking, ah, well, those guys are talking about I got all the time in the world to figure out time. You don't. Start understanding your relationship with time right now and what it means to you and how to value it more appropriately. Yeah. <clears throat> This is, a, uh, this is a very tough concept, too, because I know people who think that time is a curse. <laughs> and it's usually those people that have never done anything or they have major regrets from previous portions of their life who now view any time that they spend as a curse because now they have to sit there and deal with those regrets. But it's, a, uh, it's actually kind of <laughs> interesting in my mind is that you know, Seb alluded to it was there is a quote, I can't remember which Stoic said it, but you could leave this world right now. Let that understanding uh, teach you in the moment kind of deal is that you literally could. Most people don't think about this and that you could get hit by a bus, right? This hotel could have a gas leak and explode, right? Like it doesn't matter what we think could happen or we could predict into the future. Who knows? There are lots of people that just get randomly hit by buses. There are lots of people who just have a brain aneurysm and die. Done, right? So these things do happen, and we've had the chat about mortality another time. What I would like to get into, uh, I'm going to get these comments here in a second, but as it regards to peak performance, I want to come back to this because this is the, the weekly topic, but you guys are both have lived the peak performance lifestyle. How has we have? You Hang have. on a sec. Let's you let's have. get in the present. Well, okay, you're right. You do. Good, good call. Thank you very much. I appreciate the clarification. We, you guys, do live the life of peak performance. So, how has your mindset now shifted from when you did early in your life to now, Seb? I'm gonna start with you. Hmm. An ambush. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, I, I truly believe that I, I, I was pretty aware. So mortality and finite, finiteness of life was a, was a real reality for me through my entire, you know, 25 years, 25 year career. So I, I'm going to say I was fortunate to have a set of circumstances that didn't let me forget. It was it was impossible for me to forget. It didn't make it that I didn't make some mistakes. I made tons of mistakes along the way, which included misusing my time, misjudging the time that I spent doing certain things, not doing the things I should have been doing at the time in which I should have been doing them. And you can reach whatever your version of peak performance is in any context and still not have done it 100% right. And, 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 you know, and I think that's an acknowledgement. And for me, I truly started valuing time in my 40s. Like when 40 hit is when really there was a, a paradigm shift, so to speak. So one of the things that has been qu quite apparent to me, and I'm listening to Mike Tyson throwing all kinds of wisdom now. Like, you, you know, yeah. you look at this, you look at this, like what, right? 20 years ago or whatever, you know, Indeed. that guy was so angry at the world. The only Indeed. thing, the only thing he could throw was punches, right? Yeah, he's done a 180. He has. And, and so, but this brings me to, a, to another piece. It's, it's almost, and this is philosophical in nature, but 
it takes time it takes time for this to happen and it really is difficult to teach these moments to people that are younger because just like us when we were younger if somebody told us that we would have been rolling our eyeballs looking at the inside of our brains and so how do you convey to people take 30%, 10% of what we are saying and make it will make you 10% better than we were at your t at your age in in the time frame that you were in. And so it's very it's it's cool we're putting all this content out there and the goal is to help people negotiate their lives with a different outlook that will help them optimize their performance. But it's almost an individual journey where that realization comes to be real. And so if I had anything to say with respect to any conversations we're having, including time, even though it's a bit of a departure from what we were talking about, take five, take seven, take eight, take 10% of what we're saying and apply it to your own life right now, even if for you, it doesn't exactly make sense in the moment. Because otherwise, we're going to have these super insightful conversation with a ton of knowledge being dropped, but the receptor or the receptacles are not are not ready to receive the message, right? And that happens, then we're just old guys talking about the old days and, and, and how wise we've become over the years. Anyways, that's, uh, that's the point I wanted to make with that. I like that, Save you some, you some time. I, I agree, man. I, that, that is it. That is precisely it. That's, that's what I would have needed to have heard when I was 20. That's what I would have needed to hear when I was 25, uh, what Seb just said. And, and it, it's hard as a young, I'll say for myself, as a young man, it was hard for me to understand these broader or higher, higher intellectual order levels of thinking in respect to the philosophical approach to life, the philosophical approach to time, how to run your life to its fullest. It's maybe fullest is the wrong word, fullness, whatever that means to you. And, uh, and, and one of the aspects of time that is important, as I've said, you know, you want to understand time, go race for 24 hours and, and experience every single second of a day so that you know what 24 hours feels like, actually, if you've never felt a full 24 hours and what you can put into a day. I've been in races where I've, I've spent more time on my saddle than some people have spent on their bike in their entire lives. And, and that's just the way it is, man. Contextually, I've raced a lot, I've ridden a lot, but that doesn't mean that I'm the best rider in the world because I'm not. There's people who are orders of magnitude better than I am in their specific genre of racing. And so if, it, if we're talking racing mountain bikes or we're talking throwing javelins or we're talking about any industry any sport, any hobby in the world, your sense of time will come through the lens of how much time you put into that time. If you are, as I said, I use the term loosely dabbling on the BJJ mats, if you're just touching it every once in a while, uh, you don't understand time on the mats. But if you spend an entire day on the mats, now you understand time on the mats. So how much you invest in your understanding of time is literally based on how much time you spend thinking about the time on that in, in that particular moment. I do. It's been a fantastic conversation first off. And uh, I do have a couple comments here. Any thoughts on that, Seb, before we jump forward? No, Sean's on fire today, man. 
That's good. It really is. It's like, I had half a coffee. <laughs> uh, so uh, Winterstorm jumps on. First thing, he says, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good to see you. John Minari says, love the guest. There you go, Seb. John Minari loves you. Thanks. Who doesn't? Uh, right. Uh, Dave Kerbin jumps in here says, Sean, you had a great post a while back about time dilation. I had a very interesting experience while being first on scene to a bad car accident one night and running to the first vehicle. Uh, it was as though time was in slow motion and my dress shoes were crushing over the broken grass on the highway and I heard every step very profoundly. Those smaller minutes in the grand scheme of time, I still replay back in my head and it replays in slow motion every time. And it, that's a great point because there are going to be times in your life that feel like yesterday but they were 15 years ago mm -hmm. or they feel you know things that happened yesterday you wish <coughs> happened 15 years ago <laughs> that kind of stuff too so these are uh it's interesting in terms of how we interpret time even though it is a, as you keep saying it's a very linear um static thing but it really boils down to our interpretation about a lot of this um yeah any thoughts on anything dave said there uh sean i do i do and so i Time dilation is a fascinating subject <clears throat> that probably we could spend a lot more time talking about and particularly, <clears throat> excuse me, particularly folding time dilation into the tactical world, you know, with Seb and some, some good guests such as that. Uh, what I would say, though, is just to change the uh, topic on time dilation to a degree, why I thought of this is because uh, the Curvinator, uh, David, said, uh, you know, in that moment, things slow down. Huh? Let's let's play a little thought experiment for a sec. Uh, at, for you two right now, just think back to that time uh, about uh, four and a half years ago that you did that super freaking boring uh, training session. Can you remember it? No, because it's just one of a thousand other super boring training sessions that you did. And by boring, I mean normal, good training sessions that were legit and building you up and all of that good stuff, strategic, tactical, training plan, etc. Oh, science. Uh, but you don't remember those. You don't remember that day-to-day -day session. You don't remember that week. You don't even remember that month. What you do remember is the standout moments. That's how our brains tend to work. Not like this. I don't remember the boring things that I did yesterday. And by boring, I mean my usual stuff that I crack out of the park but it didn't make a mark. It didn't leave a dent. It didn't stand out from my norm. If you are, if your norm is like hanging out in your basement uh, for a few years, and then one day you step out into the bright sunshine, get blinded by it, and then step back into your basement, for months afterwards, you won't remember that boring day before you stepped out into the sunshine. You're just gonna keep remembering that bright sunshine that blasted you right in the Mark I eyeballs. You won't forget it until you step out another day and stare at the sun and go to the end of your walkway. Now you remember the walkway is a big deal. That's life, man. Every big moment doesn't wipe out the previous moments. It just leaves enough of a mark that you can recall it. Man, I've done all kinds of crazy things in my life. And at 60, I don't remember most of them other than the super freak stuff. That's the way time is, man. If, if you are not making a mark every week then the week disappears once you start getting older at least it does for me so i would encourage anyone who's thinking about the term time dilation to 
uh, create your own form of time dilation. You want to you wanna learn how time dilation works today? Go find a mega hard obstacle course that is going to wipe you out by the time you get to the end of it. Hopefully a bit of blood, sweat, and tears along the way. You're going to remember that day next week, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. Seb, any thoughts? Yeah, there's there's lots there. I mean, I I can go on forever, but but memories are tied right into emotions, and they create two things: pleasure hormones or the opposite, and both of those scenarios will be magnified. So that's a dangerous it's a dangerous game to play from humanity's standpoint on account of all the things that are truly meaningful along the way are not really accounted for because we're waiting for the big event either event that unfold for us that make make us feel good or event that unfold that makes us feel bad and so what sean is talking about making a mental mark is genius right like it's that's exactly what it is and so as you are going through things living the moment being mindful and marking a certain event like i.e me braiding my daughter's hair for example which is something that all dads can do but every time I did it, it brought me an incredible amount of joy. And when I separated, it was the one thing that I missed the most, not the big things, not the going to Disneyland, not the, you know, and so, but the more you're able to mark the things that you appreciate that you are grateful for, when something happens and adversity hits, you have that bank of things that you can look back on. Whereas if your last big event was six years ago, as far as you're concerned, you might have you might as well have been hibernating because nothing happened over the course of the six years after. So now you're not using the time wisely on account of you have not made a mark on the little things that are meaningful to you along the way. Dang. Again, mic drops left, right, and center, man. Like just, I don't even know if I should. Dude, we going. should get some warranties on these mics. <laughs> we really should because we're dropping them left, right, and center. Um, I'm actually. We, we are running out of time, and uh, just because I also have timings, and uh, Seb's got timings, so I think what we're going to do is get into some final thoughts here on time so that we uh, nobody runs over time right now, <laughs> and, and uh, we can carry on the conversation. And you know what we might do, um, because I think this is a very deep subject that we could spend a lot of time on, is I will we can re-engage this conversation tomorrow, and then we can actually get... Uh, Chris in on this and we can have that larger conversation. I think that'll be awesome. So that's what we'll do. Um, any final thoughts on anything we've gone over so far, Seb? Yeah, man. You know, I can't, I don't think I can emphasize this enough, but be selfish with your time, be selfish with it, but yet give it away for free to anybody that deserves it, that, that, means something to you a person that's you have a reciprocal relationship with that brings something to your life or endeavors that bring something to your life and so for me i will be very stingy with my time on certain things and yet if a friend is in need or whatever the case may be then time completely disappears i will i will i will make everything i will do everything that i need for as long as i need to do it regardless of what the outcome is provided that person has incredible value within the context of my life. And you can extrapolate this on all the other things that we do, endeavors and things that are, you know, that are in line with the mission that you have, that you have set for yourself. But for the opposite, you, we got to learn to have those boundaries and those boundaries are, have elect, 
electric fence around them. You touch that yeah. and you burst in flame. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, I do really appreciate all the time that you give us and the collective because it is truly, truly appreciated. Uh, Sean, final thoughts? I agree with Seb. Selfishly value your time like it's a king's ransom, like it's a, like it's a platter of jewels. And if you're giving away some of uh, your time, it needs to be valued by the other party. That's, that's how you understand the value of time. Value your own time and then give away your time to someone who values time. If someone doesn't understand time, they ain't gonna get my time. They may, they may initially, but that time starts drying up once I understand that they either A, don't understand time, or B, don't respect my time. Time is energy. Time is a commodity. Time is an exchange of goodwill to some degree. When I'm giving away an hour, kind of like I am right now, it's my job to also enjoy the time that I'm giving away. I wouldn't give it away unless I thought it was valuable. And it's my job while I'm trying to be valuable to try and enjoy my time doing it 100 mm, percent um i apologize about the cameras right now my computer is starting to die for some reason so we'll just uh <laughs> go from there the one benefit i do want to just throw out there is that i would love to uh to do a 24-hour rolling session that would be freaking amazing yeah. so i'm in yeah everyone that. has we those thoughts that thoughts are good yeah. thoughts are hey. good let me know when you've done it we can we Brush can do that. a fundraiser. That's what I, was <laughs> I tell you what, if you start a fundraiser, I'll travel to Edmonton to come uh, to come roll with you for twenty four hours. Out friggin' standing, I will do I'm that one hundred percent. Well, you know, as we all <laughs> learn how to manage our time wisely, we can then build upon those time slots and grow into the person that we're meant to be. And you can do that with us every day here on the collective. We'll see you all tomorrow. Chimo. <laughs>